0: Hey, what's up? Hey everybody. Hey. Hey, hey.
1: hello. Hello there, friends. Hey out there. Hattie, <laughs> y'all. We're starting this episode out real weird. Real weird and real different. Um if you're wondering why we are not doing our usual upbeat and we're on our ships, so we're not dated, It's because this episode's gonna be a little bit different than our usual episodes. Yeah,
0: we had one night where Shelly had been on vacation for like a week beforehand and I was going on vacation the week after and we had one night to just sit and catch up and we thought it was going to be like a really funny, like quick 20 minute, like, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? Okay, bye (laughs) kind of thing. And
1: that's not what it was. I had a lot to to talk about about my trip and um, it was a lot of family stuff. And it ended up being a more serious conversation than expected, but we, we wanted to, to keep it. We, we went in knowing that, you know, this episode might be a throwaway. We might not end up using it, but I, we, we speak so candidly about what happens, um, what happened in my relationship with my family and, and all of that, that I, it felt important to keep, but we wanted to let you know that it is going to sound very different from (laughs) the other episodes of the podcast that you've heard so far.
0: Yeah. And it also gives a different look at our friendship and how it works when we're not on, when we're not in our silly, goofy mood. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes we really just need to talk things out. But this was true to what Shelly needed at the time. And so that's what we did. And I think it's a really good episode and I think you're going to, I think you're going to like
1: it a lot. I, I agree. Honestly, I think that um, these kind of things are important to talk about. We do want to offer a content warning. <laughs> the first content warning is that if you don't like hearing about vomiting, you might want to skip over some of the first part of this episode. And the second content warning we want to offer is for abusive relationships. We do mention that a couple of times, and it does inform the most of the stories that I tell. So that is uh, your decision to make. And we will offer timestamps for when these happen on our website.
0: Yeah, on our brand new website, everybodyshipsus.com. We have an episode page where you give the summary of the episode you can listen to it on our website and we'll make sure to
1: put those timestamps in there for you so hope you enjoy and we will get back to the wacky antics with the next episode so stay tuned
0: oh my god we're doing it that has a different meaning because we're recording at night after hours after dark (sighs) oh my god we're doing
1: it after (laughs) hours This is a different kind of date. This is like third date material. Everybody who ships us wins. Podcast over.
0: That's right. We did it. You did it. We did it, Joe. You did
1: it. We did it.
0: (laughs) Hi. Hi. This is going really well so far. Neither of us have any energy. You were on vacation for a week. Mm -hmm. We have one night together and then I'm on vacation for a week. Yep. And so we were like, we only have one day to hang out. Let's hang out in front of microphones.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's like not talk after you get back and we're going to catch up yep. on the microphones. And I think it's a brilliant idea.
0: I think it's good because like sometimes friendship is like this where you just sort of, cr- you only get a second to just sort of yell things at each other, like yell, I love you. I hope mm-hmm. you're having a great life. Oh, what was that? It was Chunky. That was chunky. I'm going to just check on that. Yeah. Hang on. Well. I don't know what that was. Mm, but hopefully it doesn't happen again. That's jazz, baby. That's jazz, baby. <laughs> Still on that jazz train. Never getting off that jazz train. Oh, boy. Maybe this whole podcast becomes about jazz. Oh my
1: gosh, should we have a jazz cast? Should we be on your old jazz choir, The Accidentals? Oh, my God. We absolutely should. I can't even remember a single thing that we did. A single song we sang. Name really? some jazz songs. Um,
0: Wait, what's... This isn't a jazz song. It's a swing song, but it don't mean a thing. Did you ever do that one? We
1: didn't. That's I think like that we... That's like a choir song. Yeah, we talked about it, but then we're like, Ugh, that's so obvious. I wanted to do... It's too on the nose. Want to live till I die or something like that. Do you know that one? No. I want to live till I die. Sounds jazzy. And when my number comes, I want to... I don't know the lyrics now, but... Lots
0: of accidentals
1: in that one. Yeah. It was a bop, and I heard Queen Latifah perform it live. That's why. <gasps> Chunks. Chunks. I feel like something's going
0: on with my computer. What a day to be having chunk issues. Yeah. Speaking of chunk issues.
1: <laughs> I really can't wait to find out what's at the end of this segue.
0: So Amy and I went to Disneyland last night. Did you know that? No, I didn't. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was sort of spontaneous. She texted me at 6.30 p.m. and was like, oh, God, I made a reservation at Disneyland and I forgot about it until just now. Do you want to go with me? <laughs> She's like, I don't think I get penalized for not using my reservation the first time I don't use it, but I would like to not make this a habit. And I was like, yeah, man, let's go. Nice. Which was so fun. And it was Sunday night, but there was nobody on the rides at all. We basically walked on to any
1: ride we wanted. That's impressive. I mean, that's unheard of for Disneyland.
0: Yeah, it was incredible, and I got to see the new Star Wars Land. Oh, was it nice? It was so cool. Oh my, that's awesome! Gosh, like all the architecture is awesome. It feels like you're in
1: that world. Do they still have Toontown? Yeah, I think so. Okay, thank God. Toontown is like the only thing I loved about really? Disneyland because I like I, I I'm okay with Disneyland. It's not. It doesn't set my heart ablaze like it does some people, but. Toontown is weird, and I like it. Yeah, it is weird.
0: Also, the coaster inside Toontown is still awesome. Yeah, as an adult. Yeah,
1: and Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, ride that slaps. Yeah, it does. Straight up.
0: That's a good. Yeah, Toontown. Toontown is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of nostalgia for Disneyland. Mm. My ex boyfriend had all the ride cue sound loops, and he, we would just listen to them like. <laughs> Randomly. Um, And so I know all of the the line loops, or at least what they were in 2011. And my favorite one is Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. It's all the 40s music. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. So we went on Indiana Jones. That was the first ride we went on, and we just talked about the loop and how great that queue is in general, like all the architecture, all the design. Yeah. It's so cool.
1: Every time I'm on Indiana Jones, I ask to drive the Jeep. Oh, yeah. And I was, like started as a kid, and then as I was an adult, I was like, this is fully obnoxious for me to be asking this, <laughs> but I need to drive. I've never been on Indiana Jones where I'm not driving the Jeep.
0: Really? Yeah. That is one of my favorite rides.
1: It is so good. It's
0: so good. The music in that ride is so fun. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. So speaking of chunks. Yeah. So, <laughs> So it was nearing the end of the night, we'd had like – Beignets and dole whips, which were amazing. It was so good. We went on like six rides, which was awesome. We were going to hit two more rides before going home. We were going to do Star Tours and Space Mountain. We were going to do Space Mountain and then come back and do Star Tours and then go home. But as we passed the Star Tours line, it was like five minutes. And we were like, let's just go. So we get on Star Tours. Within 60 seconds of the ride starting, I feel nauseous. Oh no. And There's like six people on this ride, even though it seats like, I don't know, 25, but it's 10 PM and nobody's there. So the ride starts, I immediately feel nauseous. I'm like, oh God, what's happening to me? Because this is one of my favorite rides, Star Tours. I have, I love Star Tours. I know every single word to the old version of Star Tours. (laughs) Like I I could recite that right now. I'm not going to, but I could. (laughs) And... I start feeling nauseous. I'm like, oh God, what's happening? And then I, you know, I figure it's the VR thing. So I just pull my gaze away from the screen. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm just going to concentrate on, I don't know, somewhere below me. As I'm looking below me, it gets worse. And I feel myself start to heave. Oh. And I'm like, chill. You can do this. You can rally. Like, you can get control over your stomach. This is a mind over matter situation, and you can do this. I was like self-talking my way through this. <laughs> um I couldn't, I, I couldn't self-talk my way out of it. Uh I start throwing up on Star Tours. Oh. With Amy seated right next to me. I bent over as far away from my body as I possibly could, and I'm just. Also, it's COVID times, so I'm wearing a mask.
1: Oh. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then the way Amy tells it, because I wasn't watching the screen, but apparently we were, like, I think going through a bunch of ships and they were shooting at us, and our ship crashed into another ship. And at that moment in time, all of the lights went up and the ride stopped because they had stopped it for me. But everybody, nobody knew I was throwing up and they were all like, Did we actually
1: crash into the ship? (laughs) Did he just ride over? Wow. That's the end of the ride. That's That's a weird change.
0: I know. And then we hear somebody on the loudspeaker go, Hey, folks, hang tight. We're just going to get you seated into a new ship. No big deal. We'll be right in. Just hang tight. (laughs) Those chipper (laughs) Disneyland people. And then everybody's like wondering what's going on. They're like, what did, are we, did something happen? And I was I just, I'm like bent over and it's all, I mean, it's just so disgusting. And I just raised my hand. I'm like, sorry guys. That was me. So sorry. (laughs) And then Amy turns over. She's like, oh my God, are you Okay. (laughs) People were so nice about it, like beyond generous and nice and reassuring me. And I was like, I'm genuinely so sorry you have to deal with this. They were like, it's totally fine. Like, we've dealt with worse. And I'm like, no, no, no. But I know that this is the part of the job that sucks the most. And I'm so sorry that I contributed to it. And I'm so grateful for you. And (laughs) they're like, it's fine.
1: (laughs) I'm sure, like, they don't get any sort of appreciation from the person who vomits. So they're probably very like, oh, no, it's fine. And genuinely, because you were being so nice about it. I was
0: trying to be. I'm trying to, like, karmically make up for abandoning the people at Forever 21 when I beat in the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just,
0: oh, my God.
1: Your bodily functions in the worst places.
0: I know. So then we have to, like, I basically abandon my mask. I, like, leave it there because I'm like, I can't. I, yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. No, it's not. It's trashed. I can't. I think Amy gave me a disposable mask because she had an extra one. We go to the nearest bathroom. I basically take a shower at Disneyland. Like, there's no showers, but I basically just... You know? Yeah. Drunk girl shower, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, my God. And uh, I actually feel like I did a pretty good job of cleaning myself. But I still, I mean, we went home. And then I still just, like, took a full hot shower. Scrubbed everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well. So that's what you missed on yeah. vacation.
1: That's disappointing.
0: I know. I even told Amy, I'm like, Shelley's going to be so mad she wasn't there to, like, gloat and talk about it. Because <laughs> I felt fine immediately after, yeah, you know, because it was like, motion sickness. It just
1: needed to happen, and then it happened, and you were fine. Yeah, I totally get that, but, like... Yeah. God, I missed out on a great story. I know. It could have well, been part of the story. <laughs> but you're getting it now. I know. It's, it's a really good story.
0: They even offered me a free
1: shirt, and I didn't take
0: it. I wasn't thinking... It was in the middle of me groveling and saying, I'm so sorry. And they were like, No, no, no. Like, are you okay? Do you need anything else? Do you need a, a new shirt? Just in case I had thrown up on myself. But I was so clean about it. I was wearing bright white shoes. They're still bright white. They are. I didn't I'm looking get at a single right drop on them. Yeah,
1: those are crisp.
0: Yeah. So uh, they offered me a free shirt and I should have taken it. But I was like, No, no, no. I didn't get it anywhere. Like, don't go to the trouble. I was like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> God damn it. And then Amy and I talked about it afterwards. She's like, man, we should have
1: actually gotten the shirt. I was like,
0: I know. That's
1: dumb. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. You're gone for one week and everything changes.
0: Yeah. How was your vacation? Well, it's not going to be as exciting as that story. (laughs) I was going to wait, but then we were talking about chunks already. Uh, Yeah,
1: that was a really good segue. (laughs) I I was curious how we'd get there and we got there. Yeah, you really, wow. you really just got there immediately. My vacation was good. It's it's just a weird hearing you say vacation because it didn't feel like a vacation to me. <laughs> I mean, which it fully was. I, I took time off of work. I was, you know, gallivanting around Yellowstone, seeing all of the things and all of the animals. All of the animals. I saw all of them except for the bear, and the wolf. All the predators, really.
0: I would rather you see prey than
1: predators. I guess. But, like, bears are so cute.
0: I know, they are. They shouldn't
1: be vicious if they're going to be that cute. That's just annoying.
0: Especially the babies. Yeah. All I want to do is cuddle a baby grizzly bear. You should be able
1: to. I know. But, no, you're not allowed to. For prob- probably a good reason. Probs. But so it was good. I went to see my mom. My my mom and my stepdad are working in Yellowstone uh, currently. They, I don't, I feel like I've told this, but I don't know if I did. They live in an RV and they've been traveling the country. So they'd like take odd jobs every now and then. Are
0: they rangers right now?
1: Is that what's N- happening? No, they they were rangers at a different park once. But right now my mom works in the little tiny post office there. Mm. She's like the only person in at any given moment, there's like two employees total. And so it's just, they switch off. Okay. And then my stepdad works at one of the gas stations there. Oh, and cool. And he weirdly loves it.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? He does ha- kind of have gas station vibes. Right?
1: Like, he's just like, but like the really friendly, like, oh, how's your trip? Where are you going? Kind of. Yeah, like the corner store guy. Yeah. that's That's Bill. Although, this is the weird thing. Everyone calls him Will. What? Everyone. Calls him Will. My mom had to warn me about this because <laughs> Did she's like, he it's introduce be weird.
0: himself to them as Will. He, Is he trying to reinvent himself.
1: That when he was hired on, it was William Smith, and then the boss called him Will because he thought it'd be funny, like Will Smith. He was like, "Oh, you're Will Smith. How great!" Then everyone started calling him Will Smith, and then he just never corrected them. So he goes by Will. I mean, because he can go by Will. His name is William.
0: Yeah, of course. He, I mean, he could go by anything he wants. He,
1: but I had, to, I had to deal with people calling him Will to my face. That's that's weird. Yeah, was strange. That's not the biggest part of the trip or anything. Um, notable, though. Yes, very notable. Well, you're a hiker now, apparently. I am. Yes, I'm a hiker. I remembered how much I love camping which is strange because um, I was staying in like basically a three by five tent. It was probably four by six, if I'm being honest, but I like calling it three by five because it felt like that from the inside. Four by six, tiny tent with my mom. We were both sleeping on like two inch mats on the ground.
0: This is funny because for almost as long as I've known you, you've been pretty firmly (laughs) anti-camping. Really? Yeah. I mean, every time we mention, maybe not camping, but hiking hiking, specifically, you're very anti-hiking. Yeah, I
1: am. I like camping, but I never suggest it because it just doesn't feel doable.
0: Right. Especially because we don't have any storage in our apartment. So like, where are we going to put camping
1: gear when we're not on vacation? Yeah, exactly. Hiking, I've been so adamant against because I've, you know, I've gone on hikes that I enjoy, but they're so rare because most of the time I go with people that are like, or fucking hiking. We're going to walk so fast and go see everything and I can't keep up. And then I feel like a loser for not being able to keep up with them. Yeah. when hiking should be about enjoying time with your friends in nature. That's
0: right. Hiking is fun when you don't feel pressured, like you were saying.
1: Like, I was hiking today before my flight. We just went, wanted to see this thing called Moose Lake or Moose Pond or something to see moose. And we did. Moose. It was... Like a, a mile long, but I found myself after we got there, if we had time, I would want to keep going. I'd want to walk farther, but we didn't have time because I had to be on an airplane. Oh
0: my God. You wanted to walk more. I wanted to walk more. Are you going to be okay, now you have an Apple watch too. Are you going to be one of those people who have to complete their circle?
1: No, but I do regularly complete my circle because when I first got it, I was like, I'm living a very sedentary lifestyle. I'll set these really low. Oh. And then so, like, I'll wake up and I'll, like, do something and go to the bathroom or whatever. And he'll be like, you achieved your stand goal for the day. And I'm like, your I've been stand goal. for, like, no time at all. I didn't know you could set those circles. Yeah. I thought
0: they were just sort of standard, like, at 10,000 steps or whatever. Because that's the recommended or whatever.
1: Yeah, you can. I mean, it prompted me to set them when I first got it i don't know if you can change them i hope so because i don't know that i'm sure you can change them but, well we'll see if you can set them you could probably change them probably but yeah so that so i i we were in a small tent the we were on the ground basically my little inflatable pad deflated after the first two uses it just stopped working for me it's like the one comfort item you have and yeah
0: it doesn't work <laughs>
1: The temperatures at night were close to freezing, most nights below freezing one night. And even with all of that, I really loved camping. I really loved waking up and washing your face in front of the fire pit with, like, a bottle of water <laughs> or, like, go into the communal bathroom. All the cars passing by your campsite and, like, them waving to you and everyone's like, yeah, you're a camper, I'm a camper. Like, everyone's so excited to be there and be around other campers. Oh, my God. It's really so fun. Yeah, it's really wholesome. So that part was really great. The family part was interesting. Yeah. <sighs> mm. So I, it started off really good. It was really fun to see, you know, my, my parents and my cat Smeagol.
0: Smeagol.
1: So most of the nights we ended up just going over to the RV. We would wake up, go over to the RV. My mom would have her coffee. She would make breakfast in the RV. Because the first couple of nights we were staying at the employee campground, which was basically an RV park we'd have breakfast with my mom and my stepdad. Then we would go out for the day and then come back and have dinner at the RV. With my mom, for the most part, things were just awkward for most of the trip, which I was hoping that they wouldn't be because the last trip that we went on, I mean, we didn't fully talk it out, but we reached an understanding that we were able to like talk about things when they were awkward and we wanted to get to know each other. Or at least that's what it felt like. But then this trip, it, it just, it kind of reverted again. And like, I I was different. I wasn't trying to be my normal um, teenage version of me that I, I turn into when I'm around my mom. Like I was making an effort and it didn't feel like she was making an effort to, you know, get to know me in any sense. There was a a day where we were drive. most of the trip was driving because Yellowstone is huge. Mm-hmm. And to get to anywhere is basically like an hour and a half to two hour drive. Oh, wow. So a lot of it was in the car and so there was one drive I was like tell me about your life mom let's start from childhood I want to know everything so she started talking about her life and like it was starting to be really like vague like oh yeah like I grew up here and then I moved there and I was like okay uh, did you have a best friend who was your best friend were you into any TV shows what were those TV shows and like as she would start to give more detail I'd ask more questions about like the people involved and like why they stopped being in her life or or why she wanted them in their life. Like really asking deep questions so that we talked the entire, she talked about it the entire drive. And then when we got to where we were going and then on the walk that we went on. Oh, wow. And then when we got back in the car, continuing to talk about it. You really got her going. Yeah. Which I was really excited about. Like we we went through basically her childhood to when she met Bill. Wow. Yeah covered a lot of ground. And she's had a very interesting life, lots of st- stupid men and the pattern of like okay, well, men suck throughout the ages. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's uh, reassuring. But it it never was reciprocated. Oh, I yeah. was I was waiting for any point her to ask me about anything in my life and then she didn't really. She would like ask like a couple of like random questions about things that she's like seen me do or like we've talked about, but it'd be like, like she asked about you and she's like, so uh, is Bonnie still working at that church? And that was after the point where you texted me. So I was like, um, actually, no. And she's like, oh, okay. And it was basically that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, just like one question
1: with no follow-ups. Yeah. And then because I wasn't getting anything there, then I started reverting back to my teenage self. And it didn't help that I got my period on this trip, and he I had got the camping. worst cramps <laughs> no. I had like ever experienced, and I was just like dying and like shouting in this passenger seat because of my cramps. So I was moody. Yeah. <sighs> there was there was one point where she just like was she no- she mom if you're listening to this I love you, <laughs> but she knows how to push my buttons. And and it feels like she intentionally does it sometimes. And there was this point where I was in pain for um, because of my cramps, and I asked her for something, and she told me where it was, but it was in her RV, and I have no. Like, she said like it's in the closet or something like that, and I was like, I don't know where your closet is. Nothing makes sense in here. The closet's in the bathroom. Turns out, like oh, nothing what? makes sense. So then she was like, like oh my gosh, you're you're why are you turning into a three-year-old? And I was like, "It's because you're treating me like a child. Cause like she was. Mm-hmm. And then she like grabbed my face and she's like, oh, but you're so cute. And I was in pain and I wasn't dealing with it. And I like swatted her hand away. And then she's like, what, why did you swat my hand away? Why'd you get me like that? And I was like, well, nobody likes their face being touched without their permission. She's like, that's not true. And then this, I really regret doing this, but then I, so I grabbed her face and I didn't do it hard or anything, but I was like, you don't, you don't like this either. And then I saw it because she, she's been in abusive relationships yeah. immediately in her eyes was a trauma response. Mm-hmm. And I like let go immediately. And I hated that I did that. But like that, like really just, at that point I was like, okay, I, I need to assess why that was my first instinct to like do that with my mom mm-hmm. to like because i just told her i didn't like it so why did i do that and like that's kind of i mean i i'm not like a physical person i don't no, you know no you're not at all but and I, and i'm not with my mom even when i'm being a bratty teenager but like i just get so angry
0: well you had your boundaries crossed yeah and i it like i'm not saying it's a good response but i understand the feeling of when you have your boundaries crossed, you want to cross somebody else's boundaries. Yeah. That person's boundaries mm-hmm. to show them how it feels so that they won't do it again.
1: Yeah. But like, like I get that. Immediately I I regretted that. It was I felt so bad. Yeah. And then we didn't talk about it at all. Cause like I went to the bathroom. Um, because I think I think I was actually maybe trying to find Advil or something. I don't know. Got ready for the day and we didn't really talk about it. And things kind of went back to normal. Mm-hmm. And then things were just kind of like kind of weird. And we were both half checked out for most of the trip or like on our phones when we weren't actively doing something. Cause we, d- we don't have reception, but we had Candy Crush. So <laughs> we were playing Candy Crush <laughs> the whole time. And then in the evenings, I'd, I'd feel bad that like, I'm not spending time with my mom and she'd be on her phone too. It's, that's kind of her thing. And that's kind of why I started. It's like, she does check out of conversations pretty quickly there were a couple times where I'd be talking and I'd like saying things and I'd look over and she's on her phone and then she'd ask me about the thing I had just said or like, but not like asking as if she had heard me say it, asking because she didn't think I said anything about it. And then I'd be like, you're not listening to me at all. She's like, I am listening to you and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I would feel bad towards the end of the day. So then I'd want to like play a game because we had done that on our previous trip. Every night we'd play a game and it'd be so much fun. And we would, like, get to know each other. And every time I would want to play a game, she'd be like, oh, I'm too tired. Like, I just want to go to bed. And I'd have to, like, really convince her to, like, play a round of Go Fish or Uno. And she'd play to get it over with and then go to bed immediately after. like, if she wins, she'd be like, all right, I win. Time for sleep. Mm. That went on the whole trip. And it was kind of just like, ugh, well, okay, whatever. And we would get shining moments of, like, bonding time in between all of that. Mm -hmm. But very few and then last night was my last night with her. And we had bought this game called Icons. It's about um, iconic women throughout history. Cool. And we never got a chance to play it. And I was like, well, we... Oh, I backed away from the mic too far. <laughs> we never got a chance to play it. So I was like, let's play this because we bought it for this trip. And we we're trying to play in our tiny little tent. So it and it requires setup. So it wasn't really working. Uh, and then she just like kept saying that she was like really tired. and but it in not in the sense that like, I'm tired, I don't want to do this. It was like, oh, but I'm tired kind of way that made me feel like, you know, I know you're tired, but let's play one game versus like a hard, yeah, no, i'm I'm tired. I'm going to bed. Yeah. So I was like trying to like she was like egging me on. I was like trying to egg her on to play the game. I was like, I'll set it up. I'll do all the work. She's like, okay, well,'ll look fine. We'll see how we can do it. So I was setting it up and she like just kept saying like she was like really tired and like, why is like, why do I want to play this game? And I was like, well, we need to get bonding time in because, you know, when I was a kid, if I wanted bonding time, I would have to go upstairs to watch Law and Order with you guys while you ate dinner. And she's like, what? And I was like, yeah, every night we would have dinner upstairs in your bedroom while you guys watched Law and Order or Big Bang Theory or whatever. And and if I wanted to have dinner with you guys, if I wanted to have time with you guys, I'd have to go do that. And she's like, I don't remember that. I was like, well, okay, but it happened. She's like, I don't remember that. I was mm-hmm. like, no, okay. She's like, well, I, I just don't remember. And I was like, okay, but it, it happened. You're saying I don't remember like it didn't happen and that happened. Mm-hmm. And that was, that is something that I've had to like work on with my therapist and like really talk about because there was literally a time like point blank where I wanted to have a family dinner and I asked for that. And some, I don't remember who it was, if it was my mom or my stepdad that said like, if you want to have a family dinner, then like come upstairs, we're watching Law and Order kind of thing. Mm. And that really like messed, that messed me up because I, 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 My love language is quality time. Yeah. Also, side note, I have a theory that like the love language that you receive is what you didn't (laughs) get enough of as a child.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So I don't know. I don't know if that is true for everybody, but. Wait,
0: what's the love language I receive again? I forget. It's the opposite with us. I give quality time. Acts of service. Acts of service.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> so uh, theory holds up. If you're out there, you're listening. Give that a give that a thought. <laughs> give let that uh, roll around in your head. Yeah. So then I started shutting down because it felt like she was invalidating my experience because she just wasn't remembering it, and she was trying to justify it doing that or, like, saying that by doubling down and saying, like, I just don't remember. Like, I just genuinely don't remember it. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but, like, I can't remember. I can't remember it. And, like.
0: Instead of just saying sorry. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so for, like, the next, what, probably 20 minutes, I was kind of recounting different instances of it and her saying, I don't remember. And then I tried to, like, tell her, why I remember it, like why it affected me and all that. And and she would either not say anything or she would just say she doesn't remember. And she there's one point she said, like, oh, I mean, I don't remember because it, it wasn't traumatic for me, but like in a very yikes trivial way of saying traumatic. Then I started crying and she's like, no, like, why are you crying? And I, And I was like, I. Because it. It hurt me, and talking about it now is hurting me, and you not remembering it is hurting me. And and I'm so I, glad you said that, yeah, it's really good. I was trying to open up to her about how it felt for me as a child, and like how my dad left, and then my sister left, and then I felt like I was losing her to my stepdad because. I felt like I was, wasn't getting as much time with her as I was as a kid. And like, I even mentioned that I felt like as I got older, she got less invested in, in, in me and the things about me. And, and she was like listening, but um, really in, in like a kind of defensive way. Like she wasn't saying anything to defend herself, but it felt like she was like trying not to let it affect her. I, think that she's a great mom and like, I know that she did her best, but there are places where I felt like I felt through the cracks and, and it just, it wasn't productive. I was, you know, being as healthy as I could be in that moment. I was really trying to like, let her know why I was having the response I was having yeah, and why I was feeling that way. And, and she just wasn't, it wasn't computing with her. Yeah. And there was like a lot of long silences where like I couldn't look at her and I felt her looking at me and I would like look up and she would like look away and it was really weird. And then I tried to go to bed because she's like, well, do you want to play the game? And I was like, at this point, no, because I, I, when I started um, tearing up, I started like putting the game back. Yeah. uh, Because I was like, this is not happening. This is not worth it. This is not worth me feeling hurt over. Yeah. Try to go to bed. But then I, I actually went to text you. Oh. And I like, typed out this like long message about everything that happened. And as I was doing it, I was like crying. And I pressed send and it didn't send. Fuck. <laughs> it said message not delivered. Um, of course. <laughs> Stupid
0: non-reception in Yellowstone. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I... I was just crying and I was freezing because I couldn't get warm. And so I was like trying to fix my situation because we had turned off the lights and like had been quiet for like 10 minutes. And I knew she was still awake. I knew that she was thinking this because we take a long time to process things. And so I knew that she was processing the whole thing I was telling her. And I knew as I was telling it that I wasn't going to get the response I wanted because it takes her such a long time to process. Yeah. But it also hurts in the moment when you're not getting... any sort of response that you need.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, you're kind of getting a response that's invalidating instead of just like a, let's wait until I can digest this.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then she like helped me put my bed back together because I was like out of the sleeping bag and she like helped me zip it up and everything. And then I like sat up before, you know, like I was probably supposed to turn off the light and i sat and waited for her to say something because I felt like she was going to say something. And then she, I don't remember what she said, but she started the conversation again. And this time a little bit more engaged, letting me know why she is the way she is. And she would, you know, she told me previously about like why she doesn't show emotion and and everything. And it's, um, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but it's because of the abusive relationship she's been in before. And I, you know, I let her know that like I, I I know that. I remember when she told me that and I try to honor that and I try to, you know, keep that in mind because I understand as much as I can having not been in that situation. But at the same time, you know, that person is gone and I'm her daughter and, like, I'm trying to be a safe space and you should be able to feel your feelings and, and show them. And so we talked briefly about, like, her side of like emotional issues and how she can't show emotion and she like doesn't feel like like she hasn't cried for the loss of her mom or her dad yet or or her best friend slash cousin who passed away this year yeah we really dove into that and then I tried to bring it back to us and letting her know that I was trying to get to know her but it didn't feel like she was trying to get to know me and then she was like well I feel like I know things about you and I was like well But you shouldn't feel satisfied with the things that you know. Like you should, I mean, I want you to want to know more. I want you to to want to know things. And she's like, well, the things that I don't know are kind of like awkward to ask. And I was like, what kind of things? Like I've never been a closed book. Side story, first day in the trip, we were driving to lunch. I had made a comment about somebody who was walking by looked like My uh, middle school crush. His name was Doug Brantley. Uh, Doug Brantley? That's a new name for me. New name unlocked. Um, Blonde skater boy type. Okay, yeah. Which might be why I don't like blondes anymore. Oh, Doug, what'd you do, bro? Doug, you fucked it up for everybody. Bro. (laughs) Um, But the person that was walking was also walking with a lady. And so she was like, oh, thank goodness. I thought you were talking about her. And I was like... well I wasn't but I could have been what would be wrong with that and she's like nothing and I'm like I mean I told you that I like women too she's like yeah it's just like weird I like sometimes forget just because like kind of weird and I was like Mm. "Uh, uh, that I like women and she's like no like not like that but I'm not saying that it's weird I just you know it's it's new information and and it's not something that i think about and i was like okay that's fine i just don't i don't want to feel like you um are pretending that part of me doesn't exist or secretly hoping that i never act on it
0: yeah
1: and she didn't really say anything anything to that but i felt like i'd gotten my point across and we you know i made a couple of other references to it to being bisexual for, during the trip yeah So now back to the conversation I was having with my mom in the tent. Yeah. Um, She said, you know, there are things that I want to know, but like, it just like awkward to ask. And I was like, okay, we'll ask them. And she's like, are you interested, still interested in men too or only women? I was like, I'm still interested in men. It's both. And that, that struck me as weird because I was like, this is, this is the type of thing that you want to know, like that you think is the key to getting to know me. Yeah. And then she was like, okay, well, do you have any special person? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, well that's all I, I don't know what else to ask. Those are the only two questions she has? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I was, I was, you know, telling her like, I, I asked you about your life and I asked follow up questions. And I, cause I was genuinely curious and I wanted to know all of the players in your life. And, and it's, I just, I wish that you felt that way about me. I wish that you were that curious about me. It feels like after a certain age, you just stopped trying to get to know me. And I know that I was difficult as a kid because I was dealing with, you know, puberty and depression at the same time. I mean, as a teenager, but it was hard because I, I was having all those feelings and then I had no place to put them. And our, our family therapist was awful. And I really went in on Gene. Fuck you, Gene. If you're, if you're still alive and you're listening to this, fuck you. Fuck you, Gene. You, fuck you, Doug, and fuck you, Gene. Fuck Jean. you, Doug, and fuck you, Gene. Gene invalidated my feelings at every point because it was a family therapist and my parents were paying. Mm-hmm. So everything was, my parents are right. You are just a moody teenager. Stop being moody.
0: That's shitty, Gene.
1: Yeah. You're a bad therapist and your license should be revoked. I'm saying it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I told her about how much I hated Gene. And then I I said, I got a different therapist. And, you know, I, and I liked him, but then it became every issue I was having. I would try to talk to you about it, you being my mom. Mm -hmm. And, and you would say, save it for your therapist. And then she's like, well, we, you know, already talked about that. I didn't know what to say. I didn't. I didn't know how to help. And I was like, I know that, but I didn't need you to fix everything. I just wanted to talk to to my mom about things that were hurting me. Yeah. And she's like, well, I mean, I I know that now because we've talked about it. But I was like, I know. I know you know that. I'm just saying. I'm trying to paint a picture of, of why I'm I'm hurt right now, why I was hurt as a kid, why this this whole situation sucks, and why our relationship isn't what I want it to be, because I feel like we stopped getting to know each other as when I was a teenager. And so our relationship never progressed. Mm-hmm. So every time I see you, I'm right back into being a teenager and, and I don't like it. And I'm, I'm, I'm bitchy and I'm irritable and everything you say or do annoys me. And I'm not a bitchy person at home. I'm not bitchy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, she straight up said, Oh, oh fuck me. <laughs> And I was like, the fact that you, you think that about me. And like, I mean, I know that she adores me. I know that, you know, she thinks that I walk on air.
0: You are the favorite.
1: Yeah, I am the favorite. (laughs) But she also thinks that about my sister too, who, you know, I love her, but, you know, she has her flaws as well. And, and so just the fact that she has these blinders on and is like accepting the fact that I'm going to be a bitch when I'm with her and just thinking that I'm a bitch. Yeah. But like that, I but you know, still loves me and everything and that our relationship is great. Like it was just really hurtful that she just, I don't know, didn't see me at all. And, and couldn't see me because our relationship never progressed. So I couldn't show her, you know, how much I've grown or, or how, you know, cool I am. <laughs> yeah, obviously. So, Did that conversation end well? The way that we ended it was at least in a place where I felt like, okay, you know, to to go to sleep and end it and not have to try and keep this conversation going like we needed to fix it that night. Right. Because I told her that like, this is something that I'm working on with a therapist, but I also want to, I want to have a different relationship with you. I don't want to fall into this pattern every time. And I told her the thing that I texted you. I want to go home, but I also really want to fix this. And, and I'm really, it hurts me. I'm really sad that, that I don't get a chance to fix this because I'm going home tomorrow. And she says, well, we don't have to fix it tonight. You know, we can keep working on it. And I was like, I know, but it just, I feel like we won't. She's like, we will. We'll keep working on it. So it, it didn't end in a sense that we like, made any sort of plan to work on it or anything but we I feel like I really you know laid my soul bare yeah, to her sounds like it and let her know everything that was going on with me and and then I was able to like go to sleep and I woke up the next morning kind of feeling apprehensive about how our day would go and it wasn't a great day but it was also more engaged throughout the morning we went on our hike, and that was really nice. And we were, you know, talking and looking at moose and <laughs> all that stuff. And then by the time we got back into the car, I was exhausted. My feet hurt because I didn't pack any adequate hiking shoes. I thought I did, <laughs> but I didn't. And you I had borrowed my hiking boots. I I actually I planned to bring my sneakers because those are really good for hiking, and I just didn't. Oh, <laughs> I, I I forgot uh, a lot of things. <laughs> Well, now that you're a hiker, you can get your own hiking boots. Exactly.
0: So I don't know. I don't know. How are you feeling now about it? I mean, it hasn't been that long at all. You probably need a yeah. while to fully digest it. but
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely need like time to really process all of it and all of my feelings. But I, I do feel a little bit unsettled. Like, I just, I don't... For someone who, who you know, needs a lot of time to process, I also don't like things not being resolved in the moment. Yeah. So I I don't like not having any sort of real resolution on this. Um, I want to believe that, like, things are going to be better and be easier, but I also know that if I'm not there, it's really hard for things to to change because I'm... And this is my own fault. I'm really bad at communicating with people who aren't in my everyday life. Part of it is like my ADHD. Part of it's my anxiety. And part of it is just I don't. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind. I don't know how to, to fix things when I, I don't think about them regularly. And I don't think about them regularly when they're not in front of me. Yeah. So it just feels like everything's going to be on pause until I see her again. And we're just gonna kind of go and in back into our own old mom daughter routine. Um, Is that what you want? No, but every time I've tried to to change it from you know all the way over here, it it just doesn't feel it, it sustainable. It, it well,
0: it's mostly been one sided thus far.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean. She does text me a lot. It's asking how my day is in between telling me things that I need to do and mom stuff. And so I kind of generally, like I do with my Bill, I tune out the mom stuff and then I tune out everything. Yeah. So when I see a text come in from her, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll get to that when I get to that. Right. And then it ends up you know, going like a week without talking to her or I don't know.
0: Yeah, oftentimes, like, because I used to work with my mom, sometimes I would only reply to the work stuff and completely ignore, like, her updating me on the quilt that she's making. Mm-hmm. And and then she would, like, follow up on it when I talked to her. And I'm like, oh, my God, yeah, I saw that. I'm so sorry. Like, and so I have to remind myself to be better about that, too. Yeah,
1: it's just, it's. I mean, especially now in quarantine, it's just really hard to like, maintain those relationship, like, that kind of relationship. Yeah, because it's exhausting. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, the, and that is my own thing that I have to work on because I, I do it with lots of people that I care about and that I really, like, want to, you know, talk to, but I just, I have a hard time keeping up with people on text. So, yeah, this feels like, this step of it does feel like it's my responsibility, but that feels like a lot of responsibility when I'm trying to, put in all the work on the other end of it, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you've also sort of declared to her that you have been putting in all the effort and that you want a different relationship with her and that you want more from her. Mm -hmm. You want more feeling-type things. You want more curiosity and you want that kind of mom relationship. So it seems like perhaps the texting thing you can work on because that's in your control. But now that you've sort of declared what y- what your needs are to your mom, that the, to change that part of it is in her control. Because it really sounds like you've done everything you possibly could to sort of help her see the light and also like the root causes and where it comes from and also like not, you know, expressing your feelings but not like, Judging her for the things you're just expressing how you feel about it, like you're doing all the right things, and it's like now, like, th- there's another aspect of it that you can work on to make things easier for her, but she also has to come to the plate,
1: right? Yeah, that's probably why I feel unsettled about it, though, is just because I mean, there's still a ball in my court, but a lot of it's in her court, and I also don't want. To have the ball in her court and have her not do anything with it.
0: Yeah. You don't want to be disappointed.
1: Yeah.
0: I understand that.
1: So, uh, and in between that, we saw some really cool natural wonders and stuff. Yeah. It wasn't. That's a lot, though. That's a lot.
0: Like, family vacations, I mean, they're always weird and complicated (laughs) for many different reasons. But this is, like, this is, like, deep childhood shit that's coming up and you're, at, like, the fact that you're taking the time that you have together to acknowledge it and actually work on your relationship in a meaningful way, That that's important stuff. And it's also very tiring and exhausting and emotionally, like, you just must be really tired.
1: Yeah, I am. And that's why when I, you know, got in your car after you picked him from the airport, I was just like, I can't. I, I don't even... I don't know that I want to talk about the trip yet. I I need to just sit for a minute and go back into my old life and, and have some distance from it. Makes sense. It was still a good trip. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed, you know, all the things that I saw. And I would say, I mean, Yellowstone is nice. It's great. Uh, but the Grand Tetons are fabulous. Really? We were staying at Jenny Lake and the campground we were at was like, I mean, it was probably very far from the actual mountains, but it looked like they were right there. Mm. And it was just so, like I was in awe. I was telling them I was I was basking constantly. Yeah. Basking in their glory. Ugh. And I wanted to send you so many pictures, but I had no reception. Well, you have them.
0: We can look at them after this. Yes, we can. Yay, I want to see.
1: <sighs> so <laughs> that's my update.
0: That's a big update.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like I need to say this to you, and I don't—I'm i going to say it wrong, but I feel like I need to say it, okay. that I love you so much. Thank you for telling me all that. And we—everybody is not the worst thing they've ever done. Like, and also— You can't control somebody else's triggers. You just can't. It's, I get why that happened. And I know that you're not proud of that. I know you're not, but it's okay. And I love you and you're a good person.
1: Thank you. Um, And I really, I'd appreciate you saying that. And I don't think at all you said it in the wrong way. It's probably still something that's going to sit with me
0: I for a while. Because I
1: just, I, when I think about it, I just see the look in her eyes. Um, but I appreciate, and I, I, you know, I appreciate you always being able to listen and being willing to listen. And and you you've always been a safe place to land and to talk about these things. And I appreciate you holding space for me in a way that I felt like Oh, my God. <laughs> I felt like people in my life haven't before, um, which is probably why we're best friends and that we love each other so much.
0: Yeah, I really do love people a lot.
1: I love you a lot.
0: But we're not dating. But we're not dating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so this has been a very like spontaneous sort of week for me, I guess, because, you know, I go from throwing up on – Star Tours, to um, having a really important conversation with you, and we didn't expect to have that today. Yeah. So why not? (laughs) We just just roll with the tide.
1: It is what it is, baby. You gotta take you where the galaxy takes you. Okay, I'm a little too tired. (laughs) I know. We gotta go. I gotta pack. I haven't even packed. Oh my god, yeah. I'm so
0: excited to go to Utah. I can't even.
1: That sentence makes stand no sense it. to me. I mean, I know why you're excited. I know. But the whole sentence, I'm so excited to go to Utah, makes no sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, well, can I tell you why I'm excited? Yes, absolutely. First of all, I get to be creative uh, for the first time in like ever.
1: Mm, um, yes.
0: I get to make a short film with Anatasha and Jacob. Two, I get to see Anatasha and Jacob. Mm hmm. Three, and this is super weird, but I learned a lot about basketball from the Michael Jordan documentary (laughs) that I've now finished, and a lot of it centers on the Utah Jazz, and Anatasha and Jacob love the Utah Jazz, and so I have something to talk about with them that I actually am going to know a little bit about.
1: Oh my God. (laughs) This is a weird thing that I don't know why I'm bringing up. But when I was with my mom in the RV, I had a hankering to listen to the song "Turn It Off" in Book of Mormon. Okay, and there's a line that says <laughs> uh, something about like one of the guys um, had an abusive dad, and like every time the Utah Jazz would lose, and that was the line that was stuck in my head. <gasps> oh shit! The entire <laughs> like the entire day, which is why I listened to it. <laughs> So I don't know. I just got really excited because you said Utah jazz. jazz.
0: Oh, my God. And jazz.
1: Everything comes back to jazz. Everything is jazz, people.
0: <laughs> no, okay. This is a weird thing that I just want to mention really quick before we get out of here because we got to go to bed. Um, <laughs> but so I ended up calling my dad because I finished that documentary. And I was like, this was so good. And I called him And we talked about the documentary because, of course, he'd seen it. Mm -hmm. And we talked about basketball. And we talked about Michael Jordan. And he talked to me about, like, that time of basketball and, like, how he feels about Michael Jordan, how he feels about Kobe, like, all these things. And we had, like, a full conversation about basketball. Damn. Me having a full conversation with my father about basketball. Wow. And then he sent me a Facebook message because we ended up talking about Magic Johnson. And I was talking about how, like— Yeah, I only know him as a sports commentator because the time that I'm paying attention to in sports is now he's a sports commentator. Even though I know that he was an amazing basketball player, I've never seen him play. Yeah. So he sent me a compilation of amazing passes by Magic Johnson on Facebook Messenger. And when I got that, it just made me smile because this is something that My brother and my dad talk about, but I've never really had access to that conversation before. And now my dad's sending me stuff, and I get to know him in that way. And it was just—it made me happy, and that all came from Dad's Day. Dad's Day! Which was such a random idea, but it actually has had a good impact on my relationship with my dad. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, what? Yeah, honestly, my stepdad was, like, really excited to see that I dressed up like him and got it so right. Oh, so I
0: love that. Dad. day.
1: <laughs> Don't you dare call him that in this house. I love that for Will. Uh, <laughs> William. Mm, William's Bill. fine, though. William is fine. Billiam? I, I do call him Billiam sometimes. I call him Bill. Uh, William, if I'm feeling fancy. Or Billiam, if I want to like, get a point across. Like, Billiam, what? What about Willie? I will literally never, ever call him Willie in my whole life. (laughs) Now you need to scrub your mouth out with soap.
0: All right. Well, I've done that twice now this week, so
1: might as well add a third. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I did it two times after I vomited. Let's be clear. I did it twice. Not just the one.
1: (laughs) What a weird conversation
0: this has been. This is a wild, wild conversation. I'm going to let my computer... uh, Get back online because it's being weird. Okay. Okay,
1: we're oh, good. My God,
0: that's a good sign. Yeah, I think it's time to go to bed because yeah. it's eleven p.m. and I need to pack for my nine thirty a.m. flight. But I'm driving <laughs> to
1: the Long Beach Airport. It's fine.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's like five minutes away.
1: It's so quick. Like it's basically, so quick. we just walk outside and we're there.
0: Honestly. All right. I love you very much. I love you
1: very much. Thank you for coming to the living room. Thank you for having me.
0: Bye. Bye. We're not dating at all.
1: Thanks for listening to Everybody Ships Us. This podcast is executive produced by Schmengi Incorporated and is hosted, produced, and edited by Shelley Norfleet and Bonnie Dolan with help from our production assistant, Brianna Chapelier.
0: Our theme song was written by Bonnie Dolan and arranged by Andrew Carter, who also does our mixing and mastering. Our cover art was shot by Cynthia Price and designed by Shelley
1: Norfleet. To get into contact with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at EverybodyShipsUs and on Twitter at ShipsUsPod. Or you can email us at
0: EverybodyShipsUs
1: at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, make sure to follow or subscribe on your preferred podcast listening app.